Well, hello there and welcome to the Messy Middle podcast. Here you will find a collection of interviews of creative and ambitious mums who entrepreneur, who are rising through their messy middle in life and business. Brought to you by Emma Firenza, the founder of Mums Who Entrepreneur. Let's dive into our next interview. I am so excited to have you here on the Messy Middle podcast. We are going to be talking about your amazing business, what you do, and life and journey, your messy middle as a mum in business. So to start out uh, with our audience, I would love for you to share a little bit of your bio um, of who you are, how you have put together this business, how long you've been doing it, um, and yeah, and, and what your family looks like, you know, how many children you have. Certainly. Well, who am I? Gosh, that depends on what side of the media you are. I am a proactive problem solver. Um, I'm a person that's been born into the business world, international business world, um, but also having travelled internationally with my parents. I've also seen both sides of the world, so the rich and the poor, both in money and culture. And what happened was having gone into business um, from a very young age, because that's what was familiar to our family, I realized from a strategist point of view that it would always be any industry that I had entered, whether it's beauty, health, law, um, construction, anything, that any business with a strategist on the side or any strategist that entered an industry would always be ahead of the pack because they're aware of their surroundings and they're not afraid of a challenge. Now, How relative that uh, came to fruition was when I entered motherhood. Uh, I was a young mum because it was actually one of my bosses that said to me because I was going to do what my mother did, set my life up, wait till I was at least 35, 40 to have children. And he said to me, no, you've got it all wrong. You need to have children young. That way when they've grown up and they're independent, you're in the prime of your career and your life. So... I I broke that cycle of my very traditional business family um, and I was a mother at 23. Um, And what's essentially happened is everything that our vision's working with, and that's people, that's society, that's business, that's investment, is we're actually looking at it from a common sense approach because it's, it's about generational change and impact. And I have to say that my daughter has probably been one of the biggest inspirations to our success. So, Well, that's so beautiful to hear. And so how old is she now? She's six now. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I've got a six turning seven, although she thinks she's turning 14, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, that comes out only in the last few months. We wonder where it actually came from, but she's a little Miss Independent now. Oh, my goodness. They are. We are raising amazing, resilient young women. And although they... I'm sure the same same for you. They absolutely test your patience. It is a really good reminder for me on a day in day out basis. I just say this is um, this is a really positive thing, <laughs> you know, because she is such, well. My daughter is such an independent little soul, and you know, you you try and be the best role model possible for them. <laughs> Sometimes I think, am I role modelling that independence too much? <laughs> so. Yeah. So we have that conversation quite often because Bella, my daughter, is actually, you know, everyone says she's a mini-me because I'm heavily involved in social impact and changing the way that the world does business. And 
this little prep kid in a, you know, prep to year six school gets whole school awards for kindness and compassion. And, you know, last winter, she came home on a four degree day in Melbourne without her um, winter coat. And I said, what are you doing? And she said, oh, mum, one of the girls at school, their parents can't afford one. So I gave it to her. And I said, oh, Bella, okay, I've taught you to help people. But in order to be able to help people, you need to be able to help yourself as well. Mm. So yes, we will always, and you know, we, we talk to her about when her clubs and gymnastics and school and everything like that needs funding. And I say to her, you know, they're more than welcome to reach out and ask us for help. Um, but we also have to make sure that in order for us to be able to help people that we're looking after ourselves as well. So beautiful lesson. I love that beautiful lesson. Now, I would love to know what does a day in a life of a strategist do mean? How, what does your sort of day in day out routine look like for you? Yeah, so uh, my life's pretty chaotic, um, particularly with motherhood. But because we're at the forefront of what people call one of the world's most powerful investments, because we obviously re-engineer and recycle our fees into the investment to provide starting hope for vulnerable people, I usually get up in the morning, do the motherly thing, you know, school runs, showers, getting ready for school, make sure that I'm at my desk just before 9am. And then I've got a whole day run of clients that, you know, they might be small business, big business, startups, vulnerable people, because we help top to bottom. Um, and it comes down to these are people that are facing big problems in life, or they've got big goals, and they just, they're overwhelmed, they don't know how to achieve it, or they're stuck in the mud. And what strategists do is they're aware of, you know, everything that's going on. And it doesn't matter what type of business or industry that we're helping, um, where the client will say everything's going wrong. Um, we just, we kind of keep it in perspective for them. And we're like, no, 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 you've got to get out of your own head. And we develop a strategy. Um, to overcome that problem. But you know, Altus is a pretty special vision because we actually, we build a prototype to test the market. And that's how we know that our product works and our service works because we've actually built that prototype. So we go through all the motions of that business owner in that industry. Um, and because I'm very hands-on, I've, I've got a very close-knit team, but it's, it's very much the sense of urgency is just constant, like parenthood with the mm -hmm. daily life of me. Um, between media and meetings and client files and then of course 3.30 rolls around and it's back to motherhood so definitely so what do you do for yourself what feels fills your cup up in your day um, are you very good at filling your cup like we just you know that lesson for your daughter you know filling your cup up first so that you can give the best to your work definitely. I think it was one of my toughest lessons uh, when I began in business but also as I became an adult was I was a diagnosed people pleaser and it actually is a disorder that's out there that I would always put other people's interests first. Mm. Um, and that was my biggest weakness because it, I was just putting other people's interests first and then I'd get really run down and sick. And then, you know, it took me a long while to realize that when I, when I push myself too fast and too hard for too long, I'm actually letting other people down as well. Mm. Um, so it's taken a while to educate myself and re-engineer the way that I think, but it's very much about I've got to look after myself first in order to one, lead by example for not only younger generations like our daughter, um, but for clients as well. Otherwise, if I'm not leading by example, I can't expect anybody else 
um, to be listening to me. So that might be, you know, I have my monthly appointments, whether that's beauty or massage, stuff like that. Definitely not a fan of fitness. I'm one of these people that our daughter goes to a vertical school. So that's my exercise going up the stairs every morning. <laughs> but it's just about those Zen moments of being able to, you know, zone out and enjoy your own company, but also family company as well. So, beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. And are you more of a reader or a podcaster when it comes to fueling your soul with something for you? Definitely a podcaster. I'm very much in the engagement. You know, one thing that people will be fascinated in with me is uh, I did dual degrees at uni. I've got over, I think, 30 qualifications and trade wow. qualifications and everything. And I've never actually read a book start to finish in my entire life. Wow. Um, so I'm very much an analytical mind, not a creative mind. So what I did struggle with is at uni and at school when you're to read these books and even now with my daughter with her homework with reading um attention span of a goldfish that's what mm -hmm. i am and that's why i'm good in strategy so i'm definitely more of a listener to podcasts um just because it's got that heightened level of engagement yeah yeah i would have to agree i'm definitely more on that side too although i do love the ritual of picking up a book and seeing a really full pretty looking bookcase well, I'm the same with that. I'm a massive, yeah. and my husband doesn't understand this, but I'm a typo fan and a notebook fan, and I'll never write to the last page. It's just like this one item that I always have to have this pen and notebook to be able to cultivate ideas. So, yes. Oh, look, I've got, you would see in my little cupboard here, and each notebook has a different feel or texture. Um, I just, yeah, I, I'm definitely a paper girl, but I, mean, I also love tech tools. So that brings me to my next question. So yeah. as a, a, I don't want to say the word busy, but it totally is because we are busy or full lives. But as a mum who has a full working week, um, what sort of tech tools or an app on your phone that you just can't live without right now that you want to share with our audience? Oh, look, in the business world, I'm an absolute addict to anything that is an automated CRM that can do half the jobs for you. Mm -hmm. um, I love artificial intelligence in the business world. I'm not a tech geek, um, but I just like to see how systems can be optimized and be efficient. But I have to say, one of the most simple concepts out there about keeping people on track and, and you know we become forgetful unknowingly because we've got so much going on it's just a basic to-do list app with reminders and you know I love um it's actually Google G Suite they're, they're very progressive in the aspect that they're looking into the AI world about things that you can literally just type keywords into and it will already relate it to your diary and everything like that. And I like systems that can think ahead of me and make my life easier. So I think that's that's my biggest fan point at the moment. It's a really solid, smart to-do list. Oh, I love that. And I really love that you brought up this artificial intelligence topic because I haven't actually heard much. I've heard a bit of hype stuff about it. But actually, on a technical front, I wasn't aware of the G Suite. So I'm going to totally look into that. I'm really excited about that. Um, now, for your business, are you the type of person that is very hands-on when implementing a new tech tool? So do you, are you the one that's like, oh, my gosh, we have to use this? Or I've heard that this is, you know, are you the type of person and you dive in yourself or are you a handballer? 
you know, no, I dive into everything and it's my biggest weakness is I'm a little bit of a control freak. I do, I do know how to let go. Um, but if I have to expect of team members to know how to do it, I'm a big believer that I need to lead by example and I need to be across it as well. So I'm very hands-on. Okay, awesome. Fantastic. All right, well, let's chat about, so we've chatted about quite a few things already. Let's chat about what's been your biggest win in your messy middle. What is, what is something that you've um, celebrated or um, a big achievement in your business in Korea? Oh, look, we, we've been down the awards scene. We've been recognised for local, state, national awards, everything like that. That's a part of business. But I think my biggest win in business has actually been the profound impact of creating that movement that people are like, wow, like you actually changed my life. Or if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here right now. And I think that's my biggest win. And it happens almost on a daily now because I've cultured that and cultivated that theory. Um, but that's the thing that keeps me going is that, you know, sometimes we're dealing with the most volatile of situations for client situations and businesses and lawyers can't get them resolved, stuff like that. And we are essentially those problem solvers. So I think that humanity movement of getting involved and actually having that profound impact would have to be my biggest win in everything that we do. Okay, that, that's awesome. That's very exciting. So I'm guessing that's what fires you up and gets you out of bed every day. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. What can we achieve today? Like my meeting earlier today was a business, multi-million dollar business um, that was looking at collapsing because of all the current, you know, environmental societal impacts at the moment. And, you know, the fact that they had their family on the line, so his wife was there as well, and this, this was their last ditch option, you know, they're lost. And I just said to them, mm, okay, you've got all these support teams around you. You don't have a strategist and every single business needs a strategist in their corner because you're looking at it the wrong way. And the sheer fact that even, you know, his wife called me to thank me so much about putting that perspective in place about they've never thought about it that way mm -hmm. um, is literally what gets me up every morning. How can I prove that nothing is impossible? So I love that. I love that. And so with what you do, I just had a question in my head, but then it's just flown out. Oh my goodness. It's so important too. So with what you have, here it is. I've got it. Okay. So with what you do, um, being a strategist, at what point should a business owner, small or large, employ a strategist to come into their business? Should it be before they even begin their business journey? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is my theory with this. And I had this conversation in a meeting today is, I mean, we're broad spectrum. We're across all industries. So um, look at a situation like web designers and social media managers. They do strategy, design strategy, social strategy, stuff like that. And then you've got clients that go and um, pay, you know, a few thousand dollars for a website. But then something happens between that relationship between the client and the web designer and the client's not happy because they got no result. And for all that we can sit there and say the client just doesn't understand, you know, a strategist turns around and is like the little devil on the shoulder or the angel on the shoulder and it's like, well, hang on. From a strategist's point of view, websites and social media are brand. They're to represent a brand and clients will adapt to that theory a lot better than what they will be spending thousands on a website that isn't actually responsible for producing, you know, money. That's the brand. Um, so I'm a big believer that 
for all that there's a lot of business coaches and mentors and everything out there, strategists are the ones that actually problem solve and get the job done. So, I mean, startups, we've taken startups from zero to five figures a week in 12 weeks, um, turnarounds. We took an eight-figure business from bankrupt to projecting eight figures a month in 12 weeks, and that's what strategists do. So... Wow, that's phenomenal. What were what really rewarding work that you must do? Definitely. And I could imagine that your day would be very busy like we've shared, which is incredible. Now, for someone that is just starting out or in their very infancy in business, or maybe they've just got an idea and they're looking at, at coming to see you have an appointment at, with a strategist, um, is it all one-on-one or is there some prep work that you can do beforehand, maybe some self-learning tutorials that you offer? What's the process that you take a client through or what's the best case scenario? Look, our, our vision model is very flexible with our clients. So we, we don't have, you know, minimum um, dollar figures and fees and minimum duration, stuff like that. But the biggest thing that I say to people is just, be raw and be honest with yourself about what you want to achieve because we can guide you to achieve what you want to achieve. But then I want to hear about the absolute epic goals of what you want to achieve that you think are unachievable. And that is the process of self-discovery because they've got to go through that and think through that. So normally what we do is I'll have an initial consultation with them and we will talk about all the case studies and everything that we do and how we do it. But then it comes back to them. What did they want to achieve? And we send them away to think about that um, because they, you know, I always remind people because we work with people as well with their strategies is they've only got one life and there's no point in being miserable in it. And no matter the amount of courses and seminars and everything they go to, it's down to their brain and their individual sense of self to decide what they want to achieve and what position they want to be in. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's awesome too, because it really is those foundations. And if you're not being true to yourself and what lights you up and fires you up every day, and you've got to turn up and show up in that business, then that will just be a knock-on or duplicating effect throughout your business. And if you're not showing up, then your staff or, you know, potential staff or virtual assistants or however your business is set up, they're not going to buy into that why either and move the business forward, which sometimes that foundational work can be the hardest, can't it? As a business oh, owner, like, yeah. you, you know, your goals, setting out, you know, projecting out your goals for the 12 months, five years, 10 year plan um, and really getting, I was actually just before I started recording this podcast, I literally rewrote out my why, again, why this business is evolving and, and how it's evolving because what's what started as a business idea last year is very quickly evolving and it's become my passion project doing this podcast but I actually just needed to sit down this morning and go, well, why am I doing this? And what's the projection? And, you know, yes, you know, monetizing is a part of the plan, but not right at this stage. And, um, you know, is it lighting me up? Is it fueling me up? And it totally is because I get to speak to amazing business owners and mums who are in business and right in the thick of their messy middle. Um, yeah, and it's been awesome chatting with you today, Susanna. I think that um, we've definitely opened up the field here for people to think about another part of um, putting those puzzle pieces together for their business and, and setting themselves up for success, not setting themselves up for failure and knowing that there are other business avenues and ways to kind of put all that puzzle together. So 
Yeah, so I really thank you for being on today. Um, the only thing that I would love to finish up um, chatting with you today is I'm huge on uh, motivational quotes and memes and I would love to see if there's one that really resonates with you or has been a part of your journey that you just sort of, you know, hook onto um, and take it into your future. Um, not really. Look, there's a lot of personal sentiment and alters by where... I've always known that nothing is impossible and that is the quote that I run with um, and what doesn't kill you always makes you stronger. Now what happened was how Altus evolved a few years ago was the only thing I found that was impossible was my mother was actually diagnosed with motor neuron disease and that's where I was like you know what we need to change the way the world does business. So I think I just run with the sentiment that what doesn't kill you always makes you stronger. So. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful and powerful quote. Beautiful, yeah, to finish on. Well, thank you so much again, Susanna, for being on the podcast. Um, like I said, we've got huge value from you today. And in the show notes, we'll have all of your contact details so that any mums um, who are entrepreneuring right at this minute can get in touch with you and book a strategy session and, um, yeah, and put all those puzzle pieces together and keep moving forward for the future. So thank you so much again. No problem. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mums, I really do hope you enjoyed today's guest interview. If you would like to access the show notes for this episode, you will find them at emmafiorenza.com. I also invite you to join our free Facebook group for community and collaboration at Mums Who Entrepreneur. That is all for today and I look forward to sharing with you our next interview with a fellow mum who entrepreneurs where we will be chatting about the messy middle journey in life and business.